Welcome everyone to the 12th episode of the Cassandra Properties Podcast. We are so happy, so thrilled, so excited, and so surprised, quite honestly. We have uh, now uh, amassed a, f- a following in 49 countries. We have over 8,200 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you, each and every one of you, for the comments, the support, the love, the criticism, and everything in between. Uh, we're joined today by the rock star of the company, and I'm getting a smirk as I say it. He knows it, I know it, we all know it. Mr. Rob Nixon, the Deal Ninja. How are we doing today, babe? I'm doing great. Yeah? Happy to be here. Are you happy? I am. Good. I feel you got some time for me. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a, a little banter back and forth today. Rob and I have, have always had a really interesting relationship, and I think that we've both grown to learn um, that's part of it. And uh, we'll get into some of the things that we're doing to help work on that relationship and, and to help build and foster a much more productive atmosphere. But as we always like to do, um, we're going to kind of go back to the beginning, Rob, and we want to talk a little bit about, you know, what's made Rob Nixon, Rob Nixon, right? So give us some of the background. Where'd you go to school? You know, are you a, na- a native Staten Islander? Let's let's take it from the top. Sure. So I, uh, I, I grew up in Staten Island. I was raised in uh, like the Westerly area. Went to PS30, then IS51. I was a public school guy, and then I went to Xavier High School in Manhattan, uh, which was a great experience. I then went to Marist College, where I got my degree in finance and entrepreneurship. I graduated in 2013. Uh, That was a great time. Learned a lot in there as well. And um, quickly found myself into real estate. Actually, kind of by accident, I was planning on going into trading. Uh, I had some opportunities in uh, fixed income trading in particular, but I didn't really love the direction that it was going in, especially really going digital and uh, you know a couple firms I had sat in on. I had saw you know they had these big, big, big rooms, these trading rooms, and I noticed there was a lot of empty seats. And I said, you know, how many people were here uh, a couple of years ago? And they're like, oh, this was full. And I'm like, okay, well now it's. 40% full. I'm like, what's it going to look like in a couple of years? And like, oh, it's going to be smaller. I'm like, all right, so that doesn't seem like the greatest place to, um, you know, reach growth. You know, I wasn't really thinking short term. It was really about long term. So um, by accident, actually, I got involved with uh, James Prendamano and John Patera at the time and got my license and just kind of never looked back. It kind of just grew organically and it's uh, it's been a really fun ride. It's uh, kind of crazy. It's seven years now. Wow. And, uh, How yeah. old are you now? Uh, 28. You're 28. I turn 29 next uh, three weeks. In the next three weeks. old, bro. I know, man. I know. I feel a lot older, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about the Xavier experience. Sure. So you're a public school kid prior to that. Mm-hmm. And Westerly kid, we grew up, uh, you know, very close. I'm over on in West Brighton, so I'm, I'm basically one neighborhood over from you. I'm a PS45 kid. I'm an IS61 kid. Um, <clears throat> I would never have had the the confidence, the drive, the security to go to a Xavier. Like, how does that happen? And you know, was there testing for you? Was it, were your friends going there? Was it always a goal? Did it just kind of fall out of the the trees one day how does this happen so it's funny you asked that because i was just thinking about this morning um by 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 happenstance so i went to a program uh called the hap program at xavier it was a higher achievement program it was in between seventh and eighth grade it was a summer program that was uh, you split half the day uh with sports and then the uh rest of the afternoon was 
just classes. Uh, it was through the summer. I have no idea how my mom convinced me to go. Uh, I, you know, thinking back, like that's not how I would have imagined I would want to spend a summer in seventh grade. But my mom, I think, had a friend that had done it and said, hey, this is a great experience. Why don't you do it? So I did it, and I loved it. I just loved going to the city. I was uh, really just blessed to have some great people around me. And from that point, all I wanted to do was go to Xavier. So I uh, applied, and my, I was actually waitlisted originally because um, – well, for a fact of reasons, um, but I was waitlisted, and my mom actually called every single day <laughs> until uh, until I got a meeting, and they and then I wound up, you know, getting in, and it was uh, it was really it was really completely. I got to give the, all the credit to my mom for that, and uh, college as well. Uh, actually, when I went to high school and college, this is what I was thinking about this morning. I didn't know one person, so I really? didn't I didn't know one person either, for high school or college. So uh, you didn't roll to Xavier with all the guys that you that you mentioned now from back in the day. Those were not. No, I didn't know any of those you guys. Made there. Yeah, all my all my buddies, you know, all my close friends now. You know, I'm just so fortunate because Xavier gave me such great friendships that I mean, those guys are like my brothers. Actually, we had dinner for one of their birthdays last night. It was ten of us, and uh, somebody was walking by and was like, "Wow, you guys got a you know a heck of a group." I'm like, "Yeah, we just we've been really fortunate." You know, we've stayed so close and i think xavier was a major part of that i sure. think the environment the uh it was very disciplined very very strict uh and it was really uh, a brotherhood it really was and uh i i don't think i'd be where i am today without xavier well, I, I loved it mad props to gloria for seeing that in you and forcing you to go into that program because that's uh it's interesting that that we've been on such different paths Right. And, mm -hmm. and every time we sit and we actually take the time to talk and it's ludicrous that that's what this is. Right. We're going to sit down and have a conversation. Sure. We have to schedule a podcast uh, so that we could sit down and talk. We've been trying to make this happen uh, since the first episode. And it's just been one series of insanity and, and just craziness after the next. And, you know, for even back into the seventh grade, the self-help and the motivation and the promotion type things mm -hmm. in your life, you know, being even ingrained into you back then um, with me since fifth grade, I've always had just been working, 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 working. And I've never taken the time to kind of step away and look at the other side of it. Uh, and you've played a, not even a big role, the only role in moving mm -hmm. me there. And we'll get into that a little bit further on uh, as we get down to the podcast. So, you know, you're, Without a doubt, you're you're here um, by far and away more than anybody else. You're uh, motivated. You're driven. You're first one in, last one out. That's that's a big part of what's attracted me to you. You know, we're very much so cut from the same cloth in our work ethic. Our origins are completely different, but um, the drive has been the same. So, mm -hmm. what 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 does it for you? Are you what? What motivates you? What makes you tick? What What is it that gets you to get up every day and say, "Let's Let's go get after it again"? So I, I just I think it's uh, I've had something in me since since I'm a kid. Really, I mean, I got my first job. I was working in a law firm at 11 years old, and I had a uh, landscaping business in my neighborhood. You know, one of my neighbors actually brought it up recently because I had 10 lawns, and I literally used to 
walk around the neighborhood. I had, you know, lawnmower, weed whacker, blower on my back and all the stuff. And it was, uh, you know, so looking back, I was always really uh, entrepreneurial. And I always felt like I had something in me that just felt like I had a lot of potential that I wanted to, you know, fulfill. And motivation has never been the problem for me. It's usually just steering that motivation and make, making sure it's in the right places. And I think that's what uh, a lot of coaching and leadership tools have really helped me do. Uh, I read a lot as well. But um, that's, I, th I think, you know, that's really the biggest thing is just wanting to live to my potential. And that's uh, certainly not just, it's, it's not at all really about money. It's, a, it's much more about just kind of fulfilling my, uh, you know, potential. So it's... Um it's interesting. I've I've tried to, for lack of a better word, mentor you in different places over the years, and you'll see those goalposts kind of keep moving. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll set your goals, and you're like, man, if I could ever, you know, get to a place where I was selling twenty properties in a year, like I'll be set for life. That you know, and then you get to that place, and it's fifty properties, and it's a hundred properties, and then it's if I could ever, you know, master leasing, if I can ever get into the finance side, if I could have, and it just. It's hard to explain um, the the thirst that is. It's just always there, and I think you are you either have that or you don't. It's, it's either in you or it's, or it's not. not. I don't think that's that's something that can be trained, and that's not necessarily a good thing. It's not uh, a it's better not. A or of, a worse a, thing. It's, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that that you have that because you do put a tremendous amount of pressure on yourself, and you put pressure around the people around you, whether you recognize it or not, and you put pressure on your loved ones. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. It's um, you know I, uh, this Sunday I left the house at five thirty in the morning. I didn't get back till nine thirty at night on a right. Sunday. Yeah. It's it's kind of not fair, right? It, it isn't fair. Uh, so a lot of things come with that, and as you go through each iteration and every, I feel like for me it was every four to five years since I was twenty. I completely had a rebirth. Like I was a different person at 25 than I was at 20, at 30 than I was. I mean, a totally different person. Yeah. You know, and now I'm at 45 and I'm doing things again that I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be doing. Things that are important to me, I never thought would be important to me. And uh, every five years or so, you ha for me at least, you had to rejigger, reassess, reevaluate set new you know kind of mid to long term goals and and adjust yeah i, I there was actually a speech that uh, matthew mcconaughey made a couple of years ago that really uh that really resonated with me he said um someone had asked him you know who's your hero and he said uh well it's me in 10 years and he said you know and then 10 years went by and it was like you know well who's your hero you know is it you know have you succeeded he's like not even close he's like you know well who's your hero now and he's like me in 10 years and it's mm -hmm. just you're always chasing that next thing you want to you know get better for me it's not a um i realize it's not tangible anymore from the standpoint of uh, what you just said about 20 properties or 50 properties or money i mean all those things are just ways of keeping score but uh for me it's uh it, it's just whether i feel it or not you know and uh even with deals if i if i don't get a deal or lose a deal or something happens as long as i know that i did everything i could have done to put it together and I'm, I'm okay with that i could sleep with that at night um i'm extremely extremely hard on myself and i know when i didn't even if i fail to admit it sometimes but i know deep down in my core every time that's the case and uh that's i think that's that's a big driver too just just wanting to be better you know and that's that's where i think a lot of the uh self-help and a lot of the improvements uh self-improvement 
comes in just wanting to be better, right? And that's yep. every aspect of life. So we've we've been striving to be better here for a long time, um, not in a methodical way for far too long of that period, in a much more organized way now than ever before, but still mm-hmm. nowhere near where, where we want to be. Um, but that's led to challenges, right? Our relationship has been... Like if someone could follow us around with a camera, I I legit think that we've got like a a rock, you know, solid, amazing docu series, yeah, you know, like probably. real estate, you know, diaries, Staten Island, uh, to <laughs> to see the thing, <laughs> the uh, the ups and downs and the uh, the ins and the outs that we've gone through over the years, mm-hmm. is uh, it, but that that's because of the passion, yeah. That's uh listen, you've you've been a, a major mentor to me uh throughout the years and I, I thank you for that and uh you know and I'm sure you'll continue to be and I think uh every relationship has to have uh has to be mutually beneficial, right? You know, hopefully I've taught you a lot of things along the way. Well, and uh I think that's that's what it comes down to. I think when you're in a high pressure environment, you have to be uh just a you just gotta not be sensitive and you gotta be able to just because this when you're when both parties and you are in just a very pressure-filled environments and they just got a lot going on you know things get said uh things get ignored feelings get ignored and you kind of got to uh put that aside and just pick up and pick up and just keep going and i think every now and then you got to communicate and talk about things and get it out and uh just keep plugging forward but i think i think we're at the point now where um because you're right we've definitely bumped heads uh over over the years and i think uh, we're at the point now where as long as every day you know we kind of know that we're on the same path right in the sense that you know whether you're here or i'm not here or vice versa like we're or we're doing different things we're still working right it's it's there's no there's no secret there we're both you know whether it's in in early out late it's not physically here it's it's always around the clock and that's just kind of what it has to be as long as you're moving towards that common goal that's really all that matters sounds like you're making excuses to not be around the office well i mean i'm here (laughs) earlier than anybody else every day but uh, i mean including sunday (laughs) it was counting so there was a point in time where that would have been like a legitimate comment like so you're not going to be around like that's that's the the fierce competition that's the the level of intensity that comes with... What do you mean? You said it to me yesterday. <laughs> with these personalities. <laughs> I said there was a time. I didn't say when the time was. Uh, and that's created a lot of challenges because you... It's hard to say this, but when you derive a lot of your value, your sense of self-worth from your work, mm-hmm. it is almost impossible to not internalize it and personalize it. So when things go good at work it's confirmation it's fulfillment it's um you know it's the pinnacle right you're hitting all the marks because that's where you're deriving a significant amount of your self-worth and then when things go wrong and it could be something as simple as just basic communication which we have found out is so key uh in in this and, and in every relationship in every relationship um those little misses turn into festering infected wounds and because we in, we personalize our work which you shouldn't do but we do because it's ingrained in us mm-hmm. um those things can lead to massive dragged out 
silly, painful experiences. Sure. So we, you know, we got to a point where it was really challenging. And Rob had, um, and this is, you know, uh, on all the podcasts, we try and be just raw, honest, and, and really candid, and we try and deliver value. Sometimes that value is market insight. Sometimes that value is, you know, uh, personal growth and, and things that we've experienced and trying to impart some sort of wisdom, if you will, from the 25 years in this business. Um, and today, <clears throat> a big part of that value, I do want to touch on the market quickly, but a big part of that value is the lion's pride and the self uh, improvement and the communication and all of the things that <clears throat> you've brought to the table for me and mm -hmm. has changed profoundly how I'm doing things. So why don't we talk about, <clears throat> it was me, you and Brian went to an event. So mm -hmm. when, when did it kind of hit the fever pitch with us where the three of us were just constant fighting? When was that event that, that you had suggested we go to? Uh, I think it was, I know exactly when it was actually, it was January of 2019. So 2019. So um, we're really at a place where, again, when things are good, it's it's un, it's tough to imagine how good it is, right? It's camaraderie and it's you know laughing and it's killing it and we're making money and we're we're servicing our clients and we're proud of our work product and we're hammering away, and then when it's bad, it's bad, you know. It's well, uh, sometimes the business is great when that's happening too. Yep, without a doubt. Uh, Many times. So you had suggested that we go to uh, a workshop that chad had put on was that through lion's pride or was that the i'm empowering um, or yeah yeah it was it was lion's pride yeah so uh chad reyes uh and danielle uh, over at lion's pride had put together a communication boot camp is kind of how i remember it was branded mm -hmm. and it was you know to be a good leader, you need to be able to communicate and to grow. You need to be able to communicate and blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm thinking at the time. And I'm like, I know how to communicate. I know how to be clear. I'm, I'm super organized. I'm super precise. What do you mean? I don't know how to communicate, right? This is genuinely right. legitimately what I thought. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, uh, these guys want to go. It's the least I could do. It's a Saturday. You know, we're going to burn a whole day, but whatever. I'll go. It'll keep them quiet. I put my time in. Let's go life-changing day for me oh is that right oh yeah mm. the some of the basic core things that they had imparted to us that day about how legitimately i could look at this eraser and i know it's an eraser i know in every fiber of my being this is an eraser and you can look at this eraser and see something entirely different Right. And you can know that it is whatever it is you perceive it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you, you don't view it as an eraser. You view it as a, 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 a clean slate tool. Who, who knows what it is? But we can be that opposite in our beliefs and doesn't have to mean someone is wrong, right? And that's where no. I was making left turns when I should have been making rights. I thought that, well, I know it's an eraser. I know in time, you'll know it's an eraser. I know that if we all believe it's an eraser, we'll be better. So just get behind me and let's plow through and everyone pick up their damn eraser and let's get where we need to get. Right. And that was not the case. Mm -hmm. So I, I came to learn that, in fact, through their boot camp, 
By the time we got to the discussion of if this even is an eraser, we were already lost. We were in two completely different worlds. Once we retreated to our different mental states, one of which was fear, I think it was 83%. Once the, 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 the brain releases a certain chemical, I don't remember exactly the nuances of this. You folks, you can look this up. This it's is like, legit. Yeah, F and F or something like that. Once, yeah. once your brain releases that chemical, you cannot absorb 83% of what someone is saying. Mm-hmm. So think about how impactful that is if we're trying to have a, a strategic discussion on a multi-million dollar asset or or not on, on anything, but, but in, in particular when the stakes are high and where we're trying to communicate and get on the same page and I'm losing the people that are, I'm supposed to be leading and they cannot even absorb 83% of what I'm saying. And it, it started to connect, right? You start to have these these flashes in your mind of so many times you've had meetings where you would adjourn a week later and you'd be like, okay, hey guys, how did we do here? Did, did this get done? Was that taken care of? Did you do this? Did you do that? And people were looking at me like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, like right. We, we never talked about like, but if you don't understand that, right? And you're in a, a leadership role by default, right? I didn't wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to be a business leader or I'm going to be a community leader. Just you get in and you get in the grind and things happen. You end sure. up where you, mm-hmm. where you are. Um, the only perception for me for two decades was they're not listening. They don't care. They're not invested. And I don't mean you guys. I mean, yeah, just yeah, in my whole life, right? right? And to learn that only 17% of what I was saying maximum could even be absorbed literally like at that moment, you guys probably didn't pick up on it back then. But when that was happening, it blew, like it really emotionally set me back. It mentally set me back. It was like, Oh my God, like I am an asshole. (laughs) But honestly, like, you know, all this time that I thought I've been helping and leading and working and fighting and, Get behind me and we'll go. And I've done that, but at what cost, right? At you, you, you turn around and you look behind you and you see people are catching shrapnel all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what, what, why are they catching shrapnel? I'm the one that's leading this charge. I'm taking all the hits. I'm taking all the, the shots. But the collateral damage of doing things in a not professionally trained way, right? Mm-hmm. When you're trying to build a professional organization is catastrophic. Yeah. Well, what you just said is, uh, so I, I've always, I vouched to myself a, a few years ago that I was going to always, sp- uh, whether it's spend X amount of dollars or X amount of time on um, just things to better myself, improve myself, learn. And so I've done some pretty cool stuff over the years. I've done... Um, I did Tony Robbins. Uh, I forget what the what the name of it was. I did Tony Robbins for like a four day event. I've done um, I've done a handful of others, and I've I still I listen to daily podcasts, and I've speak I've spoken to countless people about it, and uh, you know some of the most successful people I deal with they 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 all they're they're all tuned in. Uh, but it, it, you find that like for example, Tony Robbins is is it's a commitment. So like it, it's three or four days, and the days are brutal. I think they're like fourteen hour days, and that's that's the idea is to like really push yourself, right? And 
oftentimes it's one little thing you get out of it mm -hmm. that is what changes everything for you. So that's, especially with Tony Robbins, I, I learned a lot about um, habits, for example, right? Like your habits and behaviors. Everyone's like, well, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to lose weight or I want to make more money or whatever it may be, right? And you have habits that maybe block you from doing that. So everyone's like, oh, well, I'm going to change the habit. Well, the truth is the habit and the behavior is not going to change it, right? Because habits come back, habits form the other way, which way, right? But you got to get, you got to peel way deeper than that and find out deep down the values and what, what makes you do those things. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way you can really change it. So that is something that I've tried to do and I've been successful with it in a lot of like personal ways. Um, but just again, there's so many, it could be just one little thing that clicks that makes all the difference for you. Yeah. So for me, that was the, the first click was, uh, for people who I, I, you know, and I genuinely love all you guys, right? Genuinely, you guys are family. I've, I've tried to, I've tried to show that, but in a way that without professional training doesn't convey the right way and without being able to recognize what else was going on, it just was a recipe for disaster. And, and it's hard to get to a place, Rob, where I've had some measure of success, right? You know, doing things a certain way, we have gotten some good things done. Mm -hmm. And it's tough to sit back and, and say, well, maybe I'm not doing things the way I should be. Maybe I, you know, there you, you get afraid. Like, you know, do, do I start making profound changes now in the, the way that I've done things? Because to some extent, they've worked. Um, but everybody, I guess, has their point. And for me, at that, at that seminar or that boot camp, again, I think is how it was, was dubbed, that was the first uh-oh moment for me. And then it's been a slow burn, um, you know, trying to get comfortable enough to, because if you're not going to, look, I, I couldn't recommend this, this coaching stuff more resoundly. I mean, mm -hmm. it, I, it's, it's, it is now one of the, the key core, keystone, bedrock, foundational things that I'm weaving into everything that I do, because in, in a short period of time, I'm seeing unbelievable value, right? Communication um, boot camp. That's what it was called. You're right. It was a communication boot camp. Yeah, okay. Fine. So, um, but you got to, you have to be honest with yourself. Super honest with yourself. That's the biggest thing. Otherwise, you're not really getting any value. You yeah. have to be brutal with yourself. You, you don't have, have to. And you don't have to necessarily put that out in public, you know, but you need to at least, you need to know it. You have to commit and you have to really buy in or you're just wasting your time. Yeah. So, one of the, the tools that uh, Chad's team is deployed for us and, and at Rob's encouragement, um, I went ahead and did it was called the pro D assessment. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, talk about, <laughs> talk about a brutal, you know, peeling back of, of the, the onion to get to. And when, when you're taking this assessment, you're, you're acutely aware that if I answer this brutally, honestly, you know, what's going to come back. Right. And as you're looking at it, you go, well, I, I kind of no, I, I think I'm a seven. I think I'm a seven in that area. And, you know, you're, you're dog shit. You right, know, you're a two. Right, right. right. But when you when you're able to have that hard hour and a half moment of constant kicking in the, in the teeth as you as you pour through this thing, what it produced on the other side 
was really helpful. Well, I think that's I think that's part of it. You got to be really super honest because part of those things that make you uh, that you areas that you have major flaws in, let's just say that might be a major benefit for you. Right. That might be what makes you really successful in other areas. So you know, I, I heard something recently where it was, you know, do what you do best and pay for the rest. And that is something I am buying in a thousand percent. So that's where I think the Pro D's or uh, Myers-Briggs or any of those kind of uh, collection of personality tests, leadership tests uh, can really help to see, okay, what is the best what, what role do you belong in? Right. What is your absolute skill set? And let's keep you in there so you can do nothing but multiply. And then you stack a team around that to complement it, and it's it could be lethal. I mean... So I want to spend a couple of minutes on that because that's easier said than done, mm -hmm. right? That there it takes a certain level of confidence to get to the place where, number one, you recognize what you really are best at because what you're best at does not always align with what you enjoy doing most. So that's number one. Sometimes yeah. it does, sometimes it doesn't. The second thing is you have to recognize that it's okay. Not only is it okay, it's an absolute must to surround yourself with people that are really good in areas that you're not, mm -hmm. right? Where you have excellence, you need to, first of all, identify what that excellence is. I had a, a coaching session with Chad this morning and I had another one of those moments where we were talking about um, where my time should be spent and what, where I should right, be focusing. That, and, yep. um, he was like, you know, you're not an admin. You're not a CEO. Like that's your title, but that's not what you, you're an entrepreneur. You're a marketer. You're a leader. You're a salesman. You're, you're a lot of things that you're really exemplary at sitting down and analyzing the budget of the marketing and, and, you know, getting together and putting together the performance for the year's charitable, you know, donations and getting together, you know, individual reports on what that's the... That's not your thing. That's not me. Right. And it's it's kind of crazy to, to be sitting here after this amount of time because I've done all of it, right? I've been trying to, to, right. to move it all. And we've had, again, we've had some measure of success. So we've done some of these things, but... Exactly what you said. What was the tagline? Pay for you what? Uh, do what you do best and pay for the rest. Do what you do best and pay for the rest, right? So it's a very, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough discussion. But once you get to that point and you're comfortable, um, you've got to sound, surround yourself with absolute rock stars. Mm -hmm. And things that I thought that I was better at, it turns out I'm not. And things that I thought I wasn't as good at, it turns out I am. And, you know, we now have to sit down and we, we, we made a first pass at it, but we have to sit down and really measure up those protein assessments. We have to really yeah. take a look at where our strengths are so that as we move forward into, you know, our next venture together, which I want to talk about, you know, is CapEx, um, we're able to cover all of the critical bases in our absolute area of expertise and have others pick up the slack in the areas where we're not, mm -hmm. right? So we need to pull that back. And uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about the plan ahead. Like th that that was such an, uh, like a crazy tool. And I've never done that before. Like we've right. always had, I call them whiteboard sessions, brainstorming sessions, right. where we sit down and we kind of <clears throat> hammer out and we chart a course and we chart a path. So folks, if you've never done a plan ahead, um, what an unbelievably valuable tool 
Uh, we sat together with Chad's team on another initiative we're working on for CapEx. And, you know, we said, let's get this plan ahead together. And, and um, they said, we need three hours. And we were like, three hours? We need three hours to, to, to put together a couple of thoughts. Okay, you know, again, I have to catch myself, right? Like, you know, he's, he's nailed it, and Danielle has nailed it uh, on everything we've touched. Let's, let's allocate three hours, and let's go through the exercise. Right. So can you talk the audience through what a plan ahead is and why it is so damn valuable? Sure. So I guess, I guess for every big, big initiative that a company is, uh, it could be on a personal level too, I guess, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, sure. So from a personal level and, um, for, or for any big movement that you want to make, let's say within a business, uh, it's, I mean, it sounds kind of easy and straightforward, right? But, it, but it's not necessarily. So there's this concept called a plan ahead, uh, which, you know, there's templates for where you basically identify everything. Uh, you kind of take the existing scenario of where you are, where you're looking to go. Now let's measure that in 12 months, three months, uh, I mean, 12 months, three years, five years, uh, predetermine the objectives, put out the goals, figure out the priorities with it, and then really break down roles of exactly who's going to do what, how are we going to measure uh, and really attach uh, accountability to everything and and kind of put it into action. So, you know, the concept is to, you know, I'll quote Chad and say, you know, prepare, um, so you're not re so you don't have to repair later on, which that really stuck with me because it's uh something that you know you and I have been saying we I mean we should have done three of these this year on different initiatives hundred percent and uh it's it's just something that you got to kind of it's so easy to get caught up in the busyness of of everything right and I do it every almost every day and I try to so hard not to because if you sit back and you take a little bit of time and you put those three to five hours aside and you really look at an initiative and figure out exactly hey let's a old let's say there's three of us right in this case capex has three three partners um uh, that make a lot of the decisions some other partners as well but so we sit down and we say okay here's where we're looking to go what is what's our objective but like how do we quantify that in three months right how do you quantify that in six months so i actually i did that with um i did that earlier in the year where i made a schedule for the year which sounds ludicrous to me but it really wasn't right so you take so i took every single thing that i have going on different businesses and i said okay well for this business how many out well how many hours do i want to work a week right how does that so now let's break that out so if i'm willing to work x amount of hours a week now how many days is that so my immediate response was seven and that was like well no no, no stop you have to you have to take some you have to take time for yourself you have, you to, have take to take time, time for, yourself. for yourself so it was like okay let me eliminate sunday and then even could be half of monday whatever it may be um and He's then doing it again guys see how he's <laughs> stretching sunday now became yeah. half of monday yeah well then you decided to throw a very early monday morning meeting so that's Sorry. just you planned my you ruined my whole schedule for the year <laughs> actually so you didn't communicate it to me so how yeah no nah. so now Sorry, i have, to, ahead, now I have to recast my schedule for the entire year <laughs> thanks to you um and you did that like a month in, so thanks. Uh, but um, so uh, so you then allocate time. You say, okay, well, for each business, how much time do I really have to do uh, to get there, right? If I if my goal is this, what do I have to do? What do I think I need to do in order to get there? And then really lay it out. And so now I've I've become 
not nearly as diligent as I'd like to be or disciplined, but um, I'm getting there where now I really break out my days and my hours of exactly, you know, how much time I'm going to allocate towards each business to make sure that things are getting done. Uh, and then I think it's also crucial. And that's, that's why I'm, starting, I'm trying to bring some people onto my team personally to really you need people right and that's that's if there's anything i've learned uh from past experiences you, you need people on board yep. you need you can't do things alone there's no fun in it uh but also just it you need people that can compliment you and really uh you know help get those initiatives through so you know that's now i'm really trying to put that in place to okay if i want to fulfill these goals realistically you know how do i do it who do i need on board and um that's kind of the part i'm, I'm working through now so, you know, the, these plan aheads um, are helping us to define uh, very clear. And you'd be surprised. It sounds silly, but until you sit down and you really have to break it out in a methodical way with a timeline and then communicate clearly what the objectives were. For me, the shortcoming was never strategic planning. I'm a really good strategic planner. Communicating the vision, the plan is where I failed. Mm -hmm. Right. So where what I saw in my head and what I thought I was communicating was God, not even close to what actually was being communicated. So slowing it down, getting these plan aheads in place for the key initiatives, for things that you're working on, folks, is it's really important. Um, and again, I would urge you to, to to think about looking at how you've been doing things a little bit differently because for me it's really it's it's been a tremendous value and, and I'll always be thankful to Rob for forcing me to slow it down and to explore some of the self-help and the business coaching because it's been invaluable time management's another thing that you just touched on that, that for me is a big one I'm, I'm finding that um, every minute of my day is booked now like mm -hmm. literally every minute drop the kids and from that 7.20 until 9 o'clock at night, call, Zoom, meeting, tech, blah, 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 right? It's, it, and while I'm in each one, I'm not in them because it's, I'm doing this, stop, real estate doing this, commercial releasing doing this, yeah. CapEx doing this, Dave doing that, and, and I'm, not, I'm not fully in them. So, um, and, that's, and, that's, and that's right, and that's a big part of that's that's very important right you got to analyze that to make sure and now i think that that now i understand the whole point of now like setting certain days or s half of a day aside to one specific yes. business it has to be because you got to be all in you, you know got to be present there bro i found I, I did this with capex the other day I sat for like 3 hours and i just did capex stuff and i found that really quickly maybe 25 to 30 minutes in like i hit my stride yep. it was like I'm making progress. It wasn't, okay, I have to move this forward. Okay, I said I was going to do that. It was like, boom, boom, boom. It felt good, yep. right? I wasn't answering the phone for a couple of hours. I had Becca backing me up on the emails. Let me just go do what I do best. And I hammered through a bunch of stuff. And I think that that's got to be part of, of my future changes is I want to start allocating larger tranches of time to each specific initiative or business because that's where I'm best. Well, that's and that's where like a plan ahead comes in because people right. people overestimate what they could do in a day, but they really underestimate what they can do in a year or two years or five years. You know, I, uh, Frank Nasso said that to me a couple of years ago. I sat, it was, uh, yeah, 
Frank uh, Nasso is a very successful builder on the island. Uh, I've learned a lot from him. And uh, I was 25 at the time. And he said, he goes, I could see it in you. He goes, you put so much pressure on yourself. He goes, and I bet you feel like you're nowhere, right? And I'm like, you have no idea. He's like, I, f I feel like I where I'm at is just not at all where I thought I'd be or where I want to be. And he was like, well, listen, you're you know 25. He goes, but let me tell you this. He goes, that 25 to 30 is... It might be five years, but it's not. It's it could be. There's a lot that could happen in that time. You know, five years, especially once you hit your stride. You know, for me, I feel like I'm not even. Getting, I haven't even got started yet. Yep. So you know, I'm approaching thirty, and I got some friends that are like, "Oh man, I can't believe 30s here." You know, it's terrible. And like for me, I'm like, I well, I know where I want to be at thirty. The goals that I used to have are like. Forget it. They're, they're in the past now, and yeah. I'm. Uh, but now I'm. I mean, I'm grateful. I mean, I'm, I'm marrying a, you know an amazing woman. I got. Uh, you know, I'm in a really you know good position as far as where I'm at uh, with business and just in general. I, f I feel great with where I'm at, and I just feel like I, I've learned a lot now, and now I'm just hitting my stride, and I can't wait. And that's a big part of this new business that I, you know we're pretty amped about. Who was the the guy we sat with? Who literally, and I thought he was nuts at the time, and now I'm 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 envious of how pragmatic his approach to time management was. He li like literally schedules so, having a cup of coffee. Yeah, so he's uh, I don't I don't know if he wants me to mention, but he's uh, pro he's, he's uh, a brilliant guy. I mean, God yeah, bless him. Really successful uh, financial uh, advisor on the island, and he is the most diligent guy I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. He actually uh, huge advocate for coaching. I mean, he goes to these events in canada and all over i think he's done 10x with grant cardone he's done a big one uh really really uh cool but he actually schedules like you know 20 minutes to hang out <laughs> you know it's a, and uh it, which like to me you know kind of sounds crazy but you know what not it's really not it's if not you, if you start figuring it out and there's just there's no excuse for anything right you have time for everything like you know with working out right i try to i try at the minimum you know three four days a week i'm i'm, I'm you know up early i'm up early regardless but you know working out and there's just no excuse like there's no excuse not to put 20 minutes 30 minutes yep. a couple times a week there's just no excuse and that's that's with everything but once you kind of figure out a system of you know how your body thrives everybody's different right how your mind thrives how your body th thrives you know you know like listen i gotta put these little pockets in if it's 20 minutes or 30 minutes you know and i think that's an, a big thing about um being on the entrepreneurial side is I remember when I first got in the business, uh, you know, I, I guess in my head, I think a lot of people, right, especially younger, you just kind of figure, okay, well, there's uh, you go to work from nine to five and that's how it goes. And I remember like when I started here, it was like 12 and everyone was like, you want to go see a movie? And I was like, go see a movie. It's like middle of the day. Isn't that like we could do that? So we went and go saw the, saw the movie and we literally went, I think from 12 and we got lunch after we went thing, we came back at four and we were in the office till one in the morning. Yep. And that and that's okay, you know. Sometimes I do that. I'm like, you know, just not in a great head, or I need a little break, and you I watch a, a series in my office for a little bit. Yeah. And I love that. I love having the ability to kind of just dictate what it's going to be. You know, people always say, "Oh, you create your own schedule. You can do whatever you want." Yeah, it sounds great in theory, but you often wind up working even more that way, without a doubt. But at least you kind of have control from that standpoint. And um, it's uh, it, listen, it, it's it's just a fun ride in general, and I think that's that's where the you know the entrepreneurial side comes in, and it's uh it's exciting. I think we've really made countless strides. Uh, me and you personally, the company with Cassandra's done is amazing, especially over this past year. Big uh, 
big props to Pete over here for uh, really taking uh, taking it to the next level on the marketing side. And uh, it was really such an organic fit. I'm really excited we're doing this new venture, uh, CapEx Funding, which we uh, launched a few weeks ago. Uh, great turnout so far, especially in such a kind of crazy climate in the world. Uh, we're actually um, launching our first podcast uh, next week. That's uh, going to be called Breaking Ground. That's That'll be CapEx's uh version of the podcast here i'm going to be uh switching seats with james for that uh for that one and um you know, just just really excited to kind of offer our clients another side of the business. Uh, we have really built an incredible uh, network of lenders now. Uh, over the last, we've really been working on this for over a year, right? I mean, it's been uh, yeah, <laughs> countless efforts. It's been a it's been a, a a long road in, but it's been a methodical one and layering the coaching in. I've literally never been more excited for, I've been involved with a lot of things in my career. I've been blessed to, to have been involved in very wide array of things, right? You know, from the stuff that was going on upstate to some of the stuff downstate and mm -hmm. everything in between. Uh, I've never been more excited for a company because we took the time to step back to plan. We took the time to work on plan aheads. We took the time to really lay out very specific goals and initiatives. We have, we've got a great partner that complements our shortcomings wonderfully. Uh, so uh, in essence, what we're doing is we, we, we're excited about it. We kind of like went over it. We're going to be providing uh, and arranging for, it's going to be like a white glove service uh, company that's going to arrange for a capital market specialist, which in English means we're going to be doing mortgages, right? We're going to be taking our clients and going through their portfolios uh, and optimizing them, right? We're going to be not just like a mortgage broker gets a, a file and they fire it out to five banks and whatever happens, happens. We're going to analyze the portfolios. We're going to drive value. We're going to identify where through the responsible use of debt, we can really optimize that portfolio. And then we're going to go reposition them. And then with that, uh, it's opened up to a commercial side of it, right? This is now yeah, where... So. Where we're, we're, we've made some amazing connections with the banks, and uh, uh, there's a huge need out here in Staten yeah, Island. It's already quickly broke uh, broken out into several divisions, actually. So we basically have the commercial side. Let, let me clarify too. So we are not doing residential mortgages. We never want to compete with the residential guys. We got some great friends, partners in the residential yeah. side, and they that's what they do best. It's not what we do. So we are a commercial firm only, alternative products, conventional products, hard money, you name it, we're doing it. Uh, we have pretty much three sides of the business, which is the commercial and kind of traditional financing. So that's your uh, retail, office, mixed use, uh, multifamily, I'm um, sure I missed something medical. in there, but medical. So pretty much everything in the commercial sector on the more traditional side, incredible rates. I mean, unbelievable rates. We're doing sub sub. We're doing a shopping center right now where it's a uh, 3.75. It's a 75% LTV in this climate. Nonetheless, I mean, really just amazing. Uh, a lot of light industrial deals, uh, owner user um, finding within the market where a lot of uh, owner users couldn't compete because the investor market was so strong. Now it's really allowed the owner user market to come in and thrive and we're helping a lot of business owners get where they want to be. And so there's, there's one, that's one side of the business. We then kind of have the middle of the road, which is your fix and flip, heavy rehab, new construction, ground up, uh, pretty much 
everything from your traditional lenders to your bridge lenders to your soft to hard lenders. I mean, we're building out such an incredible network. We're going to have over 350 net, uh, lenders by by the hopefully by year's end. And then um and then you also we have some uh, some killer programs in the um, multifamily or just rental market space. So I mean we're gonna obviously we're gonna get into that next week, uh, but really really great dynamics uh, between the with the ownership group. We got some uh, new guys on board uh, that were just I mean everybody's really just really committed to the mission here. We got a great energy, and uh, I'm, I mean I'm pumped. I'm just I'm super pumped. I just uh, I can't wait to share it with everybody. Uh, we're going to have a major educational component too, which I think I'm more excited about than just about anything. And in addition to the podcast, uh, we're going to have a ton of educational videos, ton of blogs, just a ton of uh, kind of updates from market from market specialists, right, in each individual sector. Because we're finding that a lot of terms that have become second nature to maybe somebody like me, um, they they. I mean, it's you read some of these things and you don't know what these what they necessarily mean. When it's simple as recourse or loan to value, loan to cost. So we're going to explain all that, right? So we want anybody that might be looking to buy something, refinance something now in the future, whatever it may be. Like we're here, follow us, and we're you know we're going to help you. We're just going to be a resource, without a doubt. We want to be a resource on on uh, as you said on the educational side. It's so important. These are there. There's a lot of acronyms that are thrown around in the industry that people don't. Quite quite understand and unless you're in it you wouldn't understand it but they're important right so that's a big part of what we want to do uh, i know that we're both pushing up against our next meetings so unless there's anything else you wanted to touch on no just uh really just thank you so much for you know let me come in here um obviously just happy to be here the we're constantly changing, right? We're constantly evolving. I think on the CP side, I'm, I, I've made so many changes myself and, you know, I have a plan to kind of grow a team internally. And I just, I think that, uh, all the, all the strides we're making are just really built for the future and really looking forward to sharing it with everybody. So again, thank you for allowing me to come in. Thank you for everything, of course, that you always do for me. And, uh, Pete, really great work. Uh, I just, I love the marketing that, that initiatives you have really rolled out and, uh, it's just great stuff overall. Well, I appreciate it. And of course, you know, I appreciate you and all that you've done for me. So uh, with that, folks, uh, Rob, thank you for coming. Love you. I'll catch you on the next one. Uh, check us out on all the platforms, everybody. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, you know, on and on and on. Please keep the comments and suggestions coming. Everybody, thank you and stay safe. Stay safe.